0: more this is a topic i think a lot of people struggle with because everyone has to be busy 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 in order to feel like they are accomplishing things and i'm excited about this conversation i have a dear friend emily fletcher emily is the founder of ziva meditation and i want to talk about stress because This is an epidemic. Mm -hmm. What is stress doing to us, and what are we gonna do about this?
1: Well, stress is being called the black plague of our century. Harvard Medical School has said that stress is responsible for 90% of all doctor's visits.
0: That's astonishing. astonishing. Nine out of 10. Yeah,
1: and so the harsh reality is that stress is making us stupid, sick, and slow. Yeah. And we don't want to be stupid, sick, and slow. We want to be fun and fast and healthy. Yes. And so the answer that I have found the single most effective tool of getting rid of stress, not only from the now, mm-hmm. but all the stress that we've been accumulating in our body from the past, is meditation.
0: Now, when I'm reading our comments in our Facebook group, where people are sharing, and we talk about morning routines, and I always talk about meditation and how important it is, I, I notice a couple things. First of all, some people they confuse mindfulness and meditation, mm-hmm. and then we'll go call cool, touch on that the other thing is a lot of people don't follow through you know for our our quick brains we want execution we want consistency let's go back to difference between mindfulness and meditation
1: yeah, so a lot of people are using these terms as synonyms, but they're not actually the same thing. Not at all. Most of the apps out there, most of the YouTube videos, most of the drop in studios are teaching what I would call mindfulness. And I would define mindfulness as the art of bringing your awareness into the present moment, which is beautiful and powerful and necessary mm-hmm. in this technological age, but it's very good at dealing with your stress in the now, like creating a state change as mm-hmm. if you're taking an aspirin. Now, this is very different than the style of meditation that I teach in the book or that I teach at Ziva, which is it's all about giving your body deep healing rest which is getting rid of your stress from the past.
0: So oh, instead of like an aspirin it's like a vitamin.
1: Exactly okay. yes from an aspirin to a vitamin and the beautiful thing there is that if we have a daily discipline of getting rid of that stress that's been accumulated in our brains and bodies over time that is the very thing that up levels our performance capabilities that is the thing that allows you to stress less so that you can accomplish more.
0: I find that one of the complaints people come to us with is they feel overloaded, they feel overwhelmed, and they don't even know why necessarily, mm-hmm. but it could be all this this history that they have. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they have too many windows, metaphorically, on their computer that are open, and yes. even if they can't see it, it's still taking up space.
1: Yes. Actually, by the time the average American is 20 years old, we have approximately 10 million Premature cognitive commitments, or PCCs, which is exactly like an open window in your brain machine, which obviously is going to slow you down over time.
0: Okay, so that's the difference between mindfulness. Mindfulness is more in the present. Mm-hmm. We get, you know, we're stre- we have stress and it gets us. Kind of clear of the stress in the present, but mm-hmm. not our personal history. Yes. And meditation is really going deep. Mm-hmm. And so that's really a, that, that's an incredible tool. Yeah.
1: It's giving your body rest that's five times deeper than sleep. And it is that de excitation of the nervous system. You're slowing down the metabolic rate, cooling the body, slowing down the heart rate. When you de excite something, you create order. You start to create order in your cells. And that's what allows that lifetime of trauma and stress to start to come up and out.
0: Because when your body has more energy, it can deal with a lot of disrepair.
1: Mm, yes, just like when you give your body the rest that it needs, it knows how to heal itself. Right. But most of us are running around in this fight or flight all the time, just taking in more and more stress. We're never having a time to digest and certainly not to expel or have a catharsis.
0: So we're talking about stress and how it's a modern day supervillain mm-hmm. and it makes us it makes us slow. It makes us sick. Mm-hmm. And you said it makes us stupid. stupid. Right Because mm-hmm. when we have cortisol adrenaline, it puts us in this fight or flight. But that's not really useful if you need to network and meet people and remember your presentation at the next meeting. Or be present with
1: your kids or your partner. Enjoy your life. And to your point, that cortisol and adrenaline is happening because the body's going into fight or flight. Right. And that was keeping us alive thousands of years ago because if a tiger was going to jump out at us, you know, the body would launch into a series of chemical reactions. So what would that look like? So digestion would flood with acid to shut down digestion because you need all of your energy mm-hmm. to fight or flee the tiger. That same acid would seep into your skin so you don't taste very good if that tiger bites into you. Your blood starts to thicken and coagulate so you don't bleed to death if the tiger bites you. Actually your bladder and bowels evacuate so you can be light on your feet and your adrenaline and cortisol levels spike and your immune system goes to the back burner because who cares if you're going to get cancer if you're about to be killed by a tiger. Right. So this uh, series of chemical reactions is very useful for you if your demands are tigers. But if your demands are remembering people's names, presentations, kids, deadlines, eh? midterms, then this fight or flight stress reaction has become maladaptive and it's disallowing us from performing at the top of our game. And So the meditation is the thing that gets us out of fight or flight and into what I call stay and play.
0: What happens to your body or your brain when you meditate?
1: Yeah, it's really exciting because we're living in this day and age where neuroscience can prove not only that meditation is good for us, but how different types of meditation impact the brain differently. Mm -hmm. So in mindfulness, where we're directing our focus, where someone's guiding you through or you have a free app or something, a small part of the brain lights up, but very, very bright, which is different than in Ziva meditation where the whole brain lights up, but not as bright. So it's cool because the type of meditation that I teach is very restful, it's kind of mm. lazy, it's kind of surrendered, and so what's happening in the brain looks similar to what how the practice is. Right. And the cool thing there is that when the whole brain lights up, you're increasing neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to change itself, and you're also strengthening something called the corpus callosum, which I'm sure your folks are familiar with. Yeah. But it's that thin, thin white strip, the bridge between the past and future and present moment. It's the bridge between your critical and creative mind. It's the bridge yeah. between your masculine and your feminine. And so I'm sure your folks know, but the reason why I think you'd want a fat corpus callosum is that it allows you to come up with all those creative problem-solving yeah. ideas when it counts.
0: I mean, I'm reading things that it helps to, you know, reduce your biological age. I mean, because yes. we know stress, I mean, what does it do? I mean, like to, to people, I mean, they, it ages them.
1: Yeah, if you if you want proof that stress ages the body quickly, look at any president the day they take office, and, and that then... same president four years later, they all age a decade. Right. Now conversely, when you start meditating and flooding your brain with dopamine and serotonin, which are bliss chemicals, which feel nice, and they're alkaline in nature, you can actually reverse your body age by somewhere between 8 and 15 years, depending on which study you're reading. That's...
0: When did it occur to you that you should meditate? Because I think a lot of people, especially the past few years, know they should do it. They still don't do it. But for you, what was the inflection point?
1: So I was on Broadway for 10 years, and my last Broadway show was a chorus line. And my job was to show up to the theater, and I had no idea which character I was going to play. Okay. So <laughs> then we talk about holding a lot of things in one awareness. Mm-hmm. I had three roles, all the lines, the choreography, the songs, in my head at all time. And uh, that stress started leading to insomnia. I had insomnia for 18 months, which is so hard. And then I started getting uh, sick quite often and I started going gray at the tender age of 26. And finally I thought, why am I living my dream and it's a nightmare. And so Mm. I found meditation and on the first day of my first class, I slept through the night for the first time in 18 months.
0: That's amazing. I have
1: every night since and that was 11 years ago. And then I stopped going gray, I'm gonna be 40 in one month and I have one gray hair which I promptly pluck out. (laughs) But I was legitimately going gray over a decade ago. Wow. I didn't get sick for eight and a half years. And so I thought, why does everybody not do this? So I left Broadway, I went to India, and I started what became a three year training process. Mm-hmm. And I opened up Ziva, and I've taught 15,000 people to meditate now. I have this book That's coming out. It's just a really exciting time.
0: Yeah, and I encourage everyone to pick up this book. We'll put links also in all of the show notes. People are probably at, at home, they're probably thinking two things. They're thinking, you know, why don't I follow through meditation and then if I commit to it, how do I do it?
1: Mm.
0: Why don't people do it? Is it because they don't have time? Because for me, I can't not do it because I feel like it doesn't take time, it makes time. Yes. Like, Again, so if people know that, so either they don't realize the real benefits mm-hmm. or what's keeping them from committing and doing it consistently.
1: So you're absolutely right. There's two big barriers. One is people think they don't have time. and that's because right now, even though we even though the science is in, we know it's going to help us make more money and have better sleep and better sex and better parking karma, as I call it. <laughs> um, but we think I'm too busy because we put it sort of like in the like pedicure for your brain, like that's like a luxury item that I'll get around to. But it's not like a must. Time. But I would say we need to reframe it to be the most important piece of mental hygiene that we need. to I be love that word.
0: I love that mental hygiene every
1: day. Right? It's like, it's you, like
0: you you shower, you brush your teeth. Yes
1: and it's rude to leave your house without brushing your teeth. It's gross for you and it's rude to the people around you. Same thing with meditation, it's like clean this thing up, don't go spewing your stress around the land. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the thing is, and this is really the whole reason that I wrote this book, is to reframe meditation as the performance and productivity tool that it is, to your point, so that people can see that it actually makes time. Now, the other uh, big obstacle is that people oftentimes assume that they should already know how to meditate. Because it's simple, they think they should already know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And there's like one dude out there telling everyone that in order to meditate, we have to clear our minds.
0: Have one, we got to get to that one We got we to we get him a copy of the book. <laughs>
1: we do. We got to teach him how to meditate. <laughs> because it's
0: not true. I mean, I, and I've been meditating for years. People think that... It's just like you meditate and like for 20 minutes or whatever you have no thoughts or just a blank slate. That's absolutely not true. It's not
1: true at all. The mind thinks involuntarily, just like the heart beats involuntarily. So trying to give your brain a command to stop thinking is always going to feel frustrating. Like
0: trying to stop your heart.
1: Yes, exactly. You're always going to feel like a failure and then none of us will do anything for very long that we feel like we're failing at. And that's why a lot of people don't um, commit is that they really just haven't had training yet. And Then they don't have a technique that was designed for them And what I love about Ziva is that it was designed for people with busy minds and busy lives It's not for monks,
0: right and Ziva means by the way bliss bliss
1: Yeah, it's a Sanskrit word that means bliss and it's a Hebrew name that means one who is radiant or kind Mm. And Since bliss radiance and kindness are very common side effects of meditation. I thought it'd be a good name
0: So we know the why and uh, you know, obviously people need to know, schedule it, mm-hmm. right? Because that's very important. Because if they don't schedule it and put in their calendar, calendar is like one of the most important productivity performance tools you have. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do it? People mm. are watching like, I'm, I'm sold. I want to I look my best. I want to have less stress. I want to be more productive, have a great sex life, and have more fun and play. Yeah. Um, where do they Where do they start? Do they have to go to India or go to some kind of ashram or go to like the Himalayas? And- <laughs>
1: well, that's what I did. I've done that work for you. I went to the ashrams. I went to India. I've been to Japan. I've been to China. And I've been studying this stuff now for 11 years. And I've taken all of this and put it into this book, Stress Less, Accomplish yeah. More. I have a beautiful online course. It's only 15 minutes a day for 15 days. 15
0: minutes a day.
1: That's it. And then you have this tool to take with you for the rest of your life mm. and um, and I think that it's for me it's not about meditation for the sake of meditation I think we meditate to get good at life not to get good at meditation right And so I think to your point where do people start it's find a teacher that you trust find a technique where the return on investment is exponential if you're gonna invest your time which is your most valuable resource make sure that you're getting that investment back make sure that you are performing better at life sure. And if that's not happening with the meditation practice you have now maybe try something new
0: meditation is it's like the ultimate multiplier Mm. in your life right so let's say people are at home and they they find a tool um, a a practice a teacher Mm -hmm. Um, I would recommend Ziva. where where do they go from there they Mm -hmm. are they meditating now
1: well, so it depends on what they do. Like a lot of the apps are sort of guiding you through, whereas there are trainings that make you self-sufficient. And once you have a practice where you feel like, okay, I have the tools, I can do it on my own, then it's scheduling it, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's actually putting, because for me, if it's not on my calendar, it ain't getting done. Right. Uh, and then I recommend getting an accountability buddy, um, cool. someone that you can keep uh, make a promise to, because it's easy to break a promise to yourself. It's harder to break a promise to someone else. With
0: accountability buddy, are you meditating in together or? You no? don't
1: have to be together. They don't even have to be doing meditation. You, maybe your partner wants to go to the gym every day this week and you want to meditate every day this week. We'll make okay. a bet with each other. You know, and if one of you doesn't do it, pay the other one $100 or you know, put yeah. some skin in the game.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, there should be consequences. Now, you're a new mom. Mm-hmm. When do you meditate? Is it first thing in the morning? Or? So
1: you're right, I have a seven month old son and I'm doing this book launch, I'm running this company, so you know I have all the excuses in the book and yeah. this is actually the time that I'm doubling down on my meditation. I'm doing it every day, twice a day, non-negotiably because this mm. is the time that I need it the most. But I recommend people do it in the morning, first thing, before coffee, before breakfast, before computer, that's the ideal time to meditate. You just wake up, pee, meditate. The second meditation I recommend that people do, somewhere in that mid-afternoon slump, where you might have had the coffee or the chocolate or the nap. Mm. It's like steal away, go to a conference room, go to a stairwell, sneak out to your car, close your eyes, it only takes 15 minutes, and then you come back and you have this hit of productivity and energy and creativity, as if you've taken a nap, but without the sleep hangover.
0: That's beautiful. Are people lying down or they can just do it it in their office and yep. just be...
1: You could actually do it in an open floor office plan. I'd say pop in some headphones with no music uh, right. just so that people don't bother you. We have these awesome sweatshirts that like, cover up your whole face. Um, or you can go out in your car, put a little sign in your window. There's nowhere on the planet Earth that is silent. Right. Uh, so you can do this thing even when there's noise around you.
0: And that's good, whether it's external noise or internal noise mm-hmm. in terms of your own chatter, that's okay, that's part mm-hmm. of the process. Because I think a lot of people, they make excuses or they just, they learn misinformation saying that again things have to be absolutely quiet either inside or even in your environment but there's always you're right there's always something that could potentially distract you even in the caves of the Himalayas there's sound there too there is <laughs> or at the very at least the sound of your own breathing or, or
1: wolves or wind or rain or you know there's sound everywhere so noise is no barrier to meditation wow you just got to do it so don't let perfect be the enemy of good don't let good be the enemy of done Just do it.
0: I I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, I'm so excited about this book. So where do you recommend people get it?
1: So you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold.
0: Um, I recommend everybody obviously get the book, but take a screenshot of this episode, this video, this post, if you will, tag Emily, tag myself. Um, so I'm
1: at Ziva Meditation, so okay. Z-I-V-A Meditation on all the socials.
0: That's perfect. And then I would ch- I would ask people, I would challenge you to put your big aha and maybe talk about your meditation experience and maybe a new thing they could do. What, what's one thing that you would recommend they could do? I mean, obviously this is rich, you know, in depth, um, and also on your online course, mm-hmm. is there something people could do right now yes. when they leave this?
1: So there's a really great tool that I use uh, almost before we go into the technique that I teach in the book, and it's called the two X breath.
0: The two X breath. Two
1: X breath. Okay. And this is cool because it's actually going to strengthen the vagus nerve, which is the yeah. thing that connects the brain to the body, right? And it's perfect to use if you feel like you're having an anxiety attack or some panic, or you're just feeling a little overwhelmed. So it's really simple but okay. very powerful. You want to do it together? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you simply inhale through the nose for two, and you exhale out of your mouth for four, so again inhaling through the nose for two, exhaling out of your mouth for four, and you can close the eyes if you haven't already, inhaling through the nose for two, biggest inhale you've taken all day, and exhaling through your mouth for four, if you're really feeling anxious, you could do this as you pace around the room, so inhaling for two steps and exhaling for four and on this inhale I invite you to feel the sensation of the breath as it enters the nostrils and as you exhale actually feel the tactile sensation of the breath exiting through the mouth and as we double the length of the exhale from the inhale we're softening and strengthening that vagus nerve. So you can do a few more on your own time And as you soften, as you exhale, just letting all your muscles relax. And this last time, we'll breathe in the word let, and we'll breathe out the word go. Just letting go of our illusion of control and surrendering to this moment, knowing that you're exactly where you're meant to be in the perfect time. And whenever you're ready, you can start to slowly, gently open the eyes.
0: I'm like all blissed out right now. Feeling very Viva. Thank you, Emily. My pleasure. Want to double your brain speed and memory power?